Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, let's get right to it. Right to it, Alice. You know, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. With Steve Robinson now ascending great new heights of fame, there was a time where he and I were uh, on a level on the uh, on the transom. But he is now a superstar for many reasons. And now a United States uh, traveler. He's come back now um, and is the editor-in-chief of the Main Wire. Steve, brother, nice to see you. It's nice to see you, Tom. You know, you were one of the first people in the Boston media that, that I ever met. Before I'd even been uh, broadcasting with Howie Carr, we went into the Boston Herald studio, and I and I was uh, uh, joining you guys for a quick segment on Boston Herald Radio. Yeah, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, you know what? A couple of years ahead of our time, I think, Steve, almost did it. <laughs> almost had it. Uh, you've met uh, Alice Shattuck. I don't I know that I have, have met Steve Have you not Steve met Steve before? Before? No, I don't, I don't think, think I don't I think we've ever met in person, you, but no. obviously I'm, I'm familiar with Alice. When you, so you, when you were on, um, like two years ago, I guess you weren't on then, Alice. No, I wasn't on the. I didn't do the Burn Barrel podcast yet. The last time you had Steve Robinson on the Burn Barrel, so. All right, so let me get right to it here. We'll get. We'll ask Steve about his life in a. So yes, we'll there's probe already him. some questions. We'll in the probe chat. him later, okay? But uh, but I want to talk about this fantastic audio that Main Wire has gotten their paws on, and it's this teacher named Ann Cook. This teacher who is who is recorded. She's a resource room teacher. I was actually in the resource room because I was an underachiever. In one I'm line. stunned. I'm stunned by that. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. But so this is, I love this teacher. I love this Ann Cook woman because of her tone. Her tone is so sensitive and so feeling. She's got to yeah. be steeped in SEL big time. Oh, big time. So this kid, who's a smart kid, who uh, is, is clandestinely... Re- recording her because she's been saying stuff about her sexuality this and that of course she's she's everything she's yeah. every she's the whole package so now steve Just is main check, a one check party? the box check the box check the yeah. box yeah. is main a one-party consent um state for recording yes main is it main is a one-party consent state and i know that because the current governor of the state of maine when she was the attorney general once investigated me for Ooh. recording a phone call of left-wing activists so i've kind of been through the been through the fire on that one before so the kid is totally in the clear totally within his legal yeah, no rights one's in to trouble. record uh, okay. one thing we, we've been, i've been asking i've been wondering which which left-wing main newspaper is going to be the first one to publish a story attacking this kid for making the recording oh it is absolutely happening in, in connecticut you know where i do a, a radio show that Project Veritas video came out about a month ago in showing the Greenwich, like assistant superintendent, saying we're never going to hire old people because they're going to be conservative and we're going to keep the Catholics away and this and that. The first thing they did, the Attorney General, William Tong of Connecticut, did was condemn James O'Keefe and mm-hmm. look into his practices. I mean, these, this is gross. But I will get there with you in Maine and see exactly how the uh, bureaucracy in Maine is acting. So here's a little bit of Ann Cook um, on Kamala Harris. Instead of putting men in jail... Usually it's men, usually it's men of color, because we don't put white people in jail for these things. Um, 
So she came up with a program to help them earn a high school diploma and get a job rather than put them in jail. Do you think that's a good thing? I think that's a good thing. The way, Steve, the delivery, do you think that's a good yeah. thing? It's so groomery. You know, it's, it is. Bit, yeah, it is brainwashing, brainwashing 101. And this is news to me because I actually went to high school with I played football with a kid whose parents went to jail for marijuana possession and both of them actually died in jail. So I was I was surprised to learn that we don't lock up white people for drug offenses. I was also surprised to learn that Kamala Harris was someone who got people out of jail because her presidential campaign was famously destroyed when Tulsi Gabbard informed the audience that she was responsible for locking up more than a thousand African-Americans on petty drug crimes. These are very inconvenient facts, Steve. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not just I see some people online who have listened to the recording and they say, well, she's she's right about everything. You just don't like her opinion. Oh, my like, God. No, she's not. She's not. This is why one of the reasons why I, I'm starting to I have an affinity for Ann Cook because she is wholly profoundly wrong on yes. almost all of her big points. Mm -hmm. but she is a true believer, though. She is a true believer. Oh, oh sure. and just the way that, that even if, like, some of the facts are, like, slightly based in reality, which they're really not, but whatever, like, say they are, just the tone of the presentation. Mm -hmm. Kamala totally. Harris likes giving cookies to little kids. I think that's nice. Do you think that's oh, nice? Oh, yes, and you're right, because she's working through it with this kid. Tr she's trying to like hold his hand and take him through the journey, mm -hmm. the emotional journey with him. Well, and I think that's like a big piece of why this like critical race theory and social emotional stuff in school is so dangerous is because they can say like she can say I'm not teaching critical race theory. And she's like, I'm presenting it as a question to the students to enable their critical thinking. The problem is the people with this ideology just being in the building. It's not anything yeah. in particular that's in the curriculum because she can she could sit here and say, like, well, I just I presented it to them and asked the question what they thought about it. You know, she can say that she didn't teach them or tell them what to think. But it's clearly obvious to anybody who listens to this audio that that's exactly what she's doing. I, I would like to just put the shoe on the other foot. And imagine that, that you have a conservative, a right wing uh, teacher who's literally reading from Donald Trump's website and saying, Donald Trump wants to make America great again. I, I, think, <laughs> I think that's America, a good thing, don't you? Yeah. Donald, Donald Trump is concerned about replacement theory. Do you know what that is, little Mikey? You know, it, it, the, the people's hair would be on fire if the alternative of this Or was heaven happening. forbid, like, imagine a teacher was Christian and started to present, like, well, Jesus died on a cross for your sins. Yeah. I think that's pretty nice of him, don't you? Like, <laughs> you know, there is a religious aspect to what Ann Cook is saying. A thousand it's definitely, percent. She's definitely like spiritually in, oh, involved yeah. in this. If you believe that like whiteness is this, I, I think Talbert Swan called it this week, a demonic force. Yes. A demonic evil Who's force. Who's that? Talbert Swan? He's like the guy who was buddies with Deval Patrick. He's oh, involved. Really? He's a pastor. He's involved in all this, like social. He's just, he's stuff. just like Twitter. He's Twitter yeah. famous for saying racially provocative things. Yeah, Deval Patrick's using him and stuff. He's in the Springfield area, but anyway, yeah. So he called this week. He called whiteness an evil demonic force in the universe. But that's what these people believe. They think that like whiteness and people's internal racism mm -hmm. is this like metaphysical force in the universe that's hurting black people somehow. Like that's. That is a religious belief because it's an unprovable metaphysical belief system that just isn't grounded in reality. So I definitely a thousand percent look at it the same way as if like I walked into the school and started teaching children, you know, my religious theories in the school building because I believe them. And, you know, I'll just frame it with a question mark at the end and say that I'm, you know, letting them make up their own minds. All right, let me play some more of the hits um, from Ann Cook. These, this is all in Mainwire, themainwire.com, the um, and our friend Steve Robinson has gathered. And we should, we should just be clear. She's a, a public school teacher, a middle school teacher at the Gray New Gloucester, Gray New Gloucester Middle School in Southern Maine. Okay, I see. There we go. Here we go. Did Biden get a degree? Oh, yeah. Biden's very well educated. Did Trump? Uh, Biden, uh, Trump has a degree from a college, a very, very low-level college, and he was a very poor student.
Steve, I gotta say that one's a little tough to take. <laughs> I guess at the end, in the in the full scope of the cut, that one is probably the least harmful yes. in terms of brainwashing this mm-hmm. little kid. But it's the biggest fabrication because Joe Biden at University of Syracuse, mm-hmm. he was like fourth from the bottom in his class, although he claimed for a number of years that he finished, you know, uh, first the, at the top of his class in law school. And Trump went to Wharton. Right. <laughs> he went to an Ivy League school. And like, but, I, don't, I don't know what kind of a student he was, but for her to say that, I don't know if she just doesn't know or if she's actually try- convinced herself that Wharton is a shitty school just because politics has just eaten her brain. <laughs> I think she but probably no, I think know. she's trying to give... No, I think that she's trying to make sure that she plugs every hole that this kid is presenting. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yes, it's comprehensive. Not only is Biden... It was Biden really good at school. Yes, he has a very good degree. Trump, yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. He's not very smart. Or nice, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, this See, is like when Joe Biden's dissertation came out. And being, it reads like it was written by like a precocious seventh grader. And the left had to all pretend like this was the most brilliant piece of mm-hmm. scholarship they'd ever heard of. Oh, yes. But, but Steve, Joe Biden's legend is partly built on his first exit from national politics because he was a dumbass. Who lied, exactly. who lied in his college, who stole somebody else's biography. This is this man has made like talk radio drops exist because Joe Biden, really. Yes. He's he's the most famous mm-hmm. plagiarist on the planet. There's no question. From his political speeches to his academic work. If there's one single person mm-hmm. that you do not want to hold up as an academic role model for young students, it's Joe Biden. Absolutely <laughs> right. Let's go over here to this is another beauty. And when he was drafted Trump. to serve his country in Vietnam, his father got him off because they, they took him to a doctor, paid the doctor to say that he had a bone spur, and so that he didn't have to serve his country. He didn't go to Vietnam like all the other men and women did. Except for one notable, I think, Steve, as a matter of fact. Did a lot of women, <laughs> yeah. by the I mean, way, I mean, did a lot of women serve in the armed forces during Vietnam? No, I don't know. But the point is, there were some, yes. But the but point is. But not all of them. Well, the point they is. They weren't being drafted. That Donald Trump, uh, Joe Biden, is a famously talks about what an athlete and lifeguard he was, where, you know, inside he was saying, saving lives, and outside he was fighting uh, local thugs and a great athlete. And he got five deferments for asthma. <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she doesn't whatever. know that at all. Yeah. But here's when she starts talking about, uh, you know, like like Russia being the enemy. Here's where you start to get into like North Korea territory. And, I, and I'm sure I'm sure in this very same school, there's probably a unit praising Muhammad Ali for avoid for, you know, for going mm-hmm. to jail uh, to avoid service in Vietnam. So he was probably a hero for standing up for what he believed in. But you know, I guess I don't see it as, as a moral ding for uh, avoiding participation in an unjust war. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is incredible. I think that's part of this one. Hang on. Your father and stepfather are just caught up in the propaganda. Yeah. They believe the lies. And that's the whole point of life. The tone, the tone. Yeah. So, so this is this is I think if I'm a parent of a mm-hmm. of a student, this is the part of the audio that I have the biggest problem with because she's clearly trying to insert herself into the relationship between a parent and their child, and basically saying your parents only believe what they do because they're dumbasses. That's the whole yes. thing. Uh, the, the whole theme of this is only stupid people would believe conservative ideas. Right. And by the way. And it's so condescending, too, because it's not, oh, no, no, your father and stepfather aren't bad. They're just stupid. They're yeah. just gullible. <laughs> well, and, like, I personally find this so sinister because the schools are so into this. And, like, oftentimes there's cops in the schools, too, that get involved with stuff. They can report your parents to the state. They can do all oh, yeah. kinds of things. And the schools love to be in between parents and their children. It's like my biggest fear in life is like the schools i mean it in this goes back this has been forever this goes back to like the dare program and all this stuff and like we really want to help your parents it's not their fault but if you <laughs> see any dangerous looking substances at your house make sure mm-hmm. you come back and let us know like our school had a little anonymous drop box where you could leave like questions and things hey you can <laughs> drop drop a dime on mommy and daddy That's great right like you know, the I mean, fbi I seeing... can't tell who left it there right they just saw this in Virginia, too. There's an effort now to make it a criminal offense for parents not to affirm the the uh, the goofy gender ideas mm-hmm. that they're teaching kids. 
You know, I mean, they're, they're seeing some school systems where the number of people apparently suffering from gender dysphoria has increased by like 500%. Yeah. And you're not allowed to ask, well, is this because of what we're teaching them? Because that's a transphobic thing to ask. <laughs> so we'll never know if th these new, uh, these new, very important educational ideas that the teachers seem weirdly obsessed with. We'll never know if it's actually creating a bigger problem with the identity of all these kids because you, you just can't ask those I questions. I mean, yeah, I think we right. will know. And I think there's going to be a massive, well, massive blowback against yes. this in the next like 10 years as a lot of these kids, in particular, the girls who as teens got double mastectomies, destroyed their fertility for the rest of their lives. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, we traditionally haven't let like teenagers get their tubes tied because we know that they might change their mind later. But now all of a sudden we're like doing these procedures on mass to teenagers well, that just ask for them. It, it's out. Of, there's going to be a really big problem with all the, there. I think there's a tidal wave of transition regret coming down the line here in, in, the near future. So we're talking to Steve Robinson. Um, and you can get him. Let's see. Um, at main, he's at the main wire, and get him on Twitter at Big Steve two hundred seven, and uh, I, we're gonna get to that um, the Vermont thing too in Randolph Vermont, where the one guy said he was a girl, so that all the the, the vo female volleyball players had to leave their own locker room. Right. So now the dude's got it to himself because they felt uncomfortable because he was staring at their breasts and, I, and for some making reason, comments about their bodies. Right. Right. But let's get to, I just wild. Wanna, wild that that would happen. Completely unpredictable. Uh, unpredictable so it's well it's so that part of vermont isn't it I mean, you know <laughs> yeah. it's the same vermont and maine are essentially the same i'm surprised there were enough families to complain about it i know because the people believe it just because you say it and january 6th a whole bunch of people put guns in their belts <clears throat> and went to kill congress people and senators <sighs> it's horrifying horrifying why would they do that because Trump told them that the, that the election was stolen and that, that Biden and everybody else is just out to get them and they're the enemy. They're not the enemy. The enemy is Russia. Oh, there China. we go. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that, that's a... The enemy has always been Oceania. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like crazy level stuff. But keep in mind, this, this kid's an eighth grader, right? <laughs> He's Incredible. an eighth grader in a study hall. Yeah. But, what happened to... The 80s called and they want their foreign policy back, right. by the way. Yeah, that's, a, that's well, an important question. That's worth but, asking as well. But also, I mean, that's not like progressive ideology that the enemy is Russia. That's her, anything, that's her, that that's her. That's her laundering policy points from this administration through this kid's resource center. Friggin' bold. Yeah, and like why? She's almost... It kind of reminds me of a conversation that you might have with like an 18 year old or a 19 year old when you're trying to convince them to vote for your candidate. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, what, why, on what planet is this an okay conversation to have with an eighth grader in a public school classroom? No, and I really feel it's more sinister because she is, because of her tone, because she's obviously had training mm -hmm. in how to communicate and, you know, be giving, et cetera, and she emotes yeah. in yeah. front of him. She's a, she's a gross human being, obviously. So anyway, uh, how much trouble is she in, Steve? Zero. Zero trouble. Uh, I emailed with the principal of the school system. Uh, he seemed to be more critical of the kid who he said... Uh, made a clandestine recording of the teacher. Uh, I know that the audio was shared with him uh, mm -hmm. in September, and he uh, had a conversation with Ms. Cook about what their handbook says about uh, personal political opinions being in the classroom. So there's been zero disciplinary action taken against this Unbelievable. teacher. Brainwashing. This is this Rick Riley Dash Benoit, which is perfect. Of course, of he's, course. Got a, of course he's got a hyphenated <laughs> last name. That's, every time I was emailing him, I was Anyone like, want to take bets on if his wife's name is first or his in the last name? I know. <laughs> I think you can guess. Morgan in the chat says she should be fired. Uh, Trish in the chat says her words are creepy, but the tone is even creepier. I mean, what's the oversight in the state? If, the, if this guy was on the email chain, Rick Riley Benoit, and still, or sorry, Benoit, I'm sure it's, it's the more difficult way to pronounce, and he's done nothing about it, there should be some oversight body that says, um, this is content gathered in the classroom. It, it is in your purview to at least review it. Right. 
Yeah, I think this is going to have to be a question for the school board, and there'll be follow-up coverage at the main wire this week as we find out what the members of the school board have to say about this. I mean, that that's where the control would have to come from. But I really, I really think that the the issue is someone like people on the left listen to this and they don't have a problem with it. You know, they, yeah. they, they, you know, they, they think, well, she was just, that, that could be social studies class for them. What was wrong yeah. with what she said, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's, that's the, that's the true disconnect here. But I, I, I've also been wondering, I mean, do we think this is the first time Ann Cook has had a conversation like this? Do we think Ann Cook's the only one doing this? No. Like how, uh, like in, in, in all of the main school system, how often is this happening? And there's no, you know, there's no one watching. There's no uh, yeah. person, you yeah. know, with a recording. I think you'd be shocked and and horrified to find out the extent to which this kind of brainwashing is going on in our schools. Oh, well, yeah. totally. But and I... how much of her job is dedicated to doing this versus, mm-hmm. you know, what the, you know, ascribed supposed function of her position is. I mean, I've seen with, with even our p- teachers in Connecticut, we're seeing entire blocks of um of the curriculum seem to be dedicated to having these chats you know yeah and it's not like i don't i haven't looked at the main test scores uh recently but it's not like in massachusetts or connecticut or any of these places where we're where we look at them like they're doing that great they're the scores dropped so bad after covid that they just i mean like can you guys focus a little bit on like some math and getting high schoolers to be able to read like could you give it a shot the only thing that's up are suicides Everywhere, and like we're still doing this crap. So, Steve, is there? Do you know for the board of ed meetings? Is there a public comments uh, section? Do you know? Yes, the the their board the school board meetings are public, but they might be in Zoom only. One thing I've noticed in the brief time I've been back reporting is that because of the government lockdowns, yeah. there was a, uh, an incredible push towards Zoom meetings. And what the state is increasingly doing is insisting on continuing that pattern because <laughs> they don't want to be in the same room as people. Yes. Uh, what there was uh, Last week, there was a meeting of the so-called Right to Know Committee that was going to be open to the public until a couple of uh, right-wing um, you know, groups share, sent out an email saying, hey, there's this meeting coming up. If you want to you know, ask questions about the, the Freedom of Access Act, public records request, you can show up to this after those emails went out they switched it back to um uh remote only so i think you're going to continue to see this attempt to put distance between our betters who govern us and you know the hoi polloi who just pay the taxes by focusing on remote but yeah i i, mm-hmm. I intend on following up with the school board to figure well, out but yeah, I what think exactly but, but you know that's going to be the next thing of course steve you could write the story now um, oh yeah, but, no, I'm sure. I mean, I, I could be. I, I'll be accused of being a domestic terrorist. Mm-hmm. Oh well, Merrick definitely. Merrick Garland you know, is going to have to investigate. Where right. we are, it's the main wire, and and these parents who are coming in, who seem to be intimidating board of ed members. Um, you know, it's flashes of January sixth is what we're seeing. It's very mm-hmm. the the Connecticut elected Democrats. Steve put wrote a letter uh, condemning parents of Connecticut. These are moms essentially for organizing on Facebook and going to Board of Ed meetings and asking tough questions. They condemned them and said they would be looked at. We've had... um, And like you say, they are going to go after this kid by recording this because they know that that's like the biggest, most powerful tool that people have to operate against this. Because if more kids start doing this, like you said, I'm sure this happens all the time. And it's not just this teacher. It's everywhere. And if this becomes a thing, they're... You know, a lot of these states, they're majority liberals, but, you know, everywhere has some conservative parents that are raising conservative kids that are going to go to school with a phone in their pocket and record these conversations. And it's not going to take that many of those before the teachers start getting scared to say crazy stuff in class and tell kids their parents are just sadly misinformed and need to be sent to the reeducation camps. So I I think that that's going to be the thing that they're most scared of and where they're going to focus their energy is to try as much as they can to like make this against school policies, try and oh, discipline yeah. Yeah, kids. Yeah, they're just going to ban self. They're just going to ban self. I mean, and yep. fortunately, it's not illegal and the school can only like go so far to punish you. So unless, um, Unless they're able to somehow put a stop to that, I think they know they're in deep trouble with these kind of recordings coming out because this person just looks like a horrible person, really. And and the tone especially, it, it 
it that would almost as a parent bother me more than the content, even though the content is terrible. But the fact that she so clearly feels superior to the kid and is talking yeah. down to them in this way. Mm -hmm. And that's like I know that when I went through school, there were teachers that are like this, that are just on a power trip. And I think oh, yeah. it's more common in like resource room type environments, honestly, because yeah. I had a close friend that was in the resource room and the like sometimes veering towards abusive behavior was just terrible. But mm -hmm. more often than not, it was just this kind of talking down. They hated the resource room kids. They thought they were idiots <laughs> and they like and they were mean to them, honestly. And like, I yeah. feel like that's. I like sense that tone and the hairs on the back of my neck stand up because I'm like, what a mean well, or, person. Oh, yeah, but they probably think to themselves, you know what? You know, Billy's not that bad a kid. It's just his dad's MAGA. So maybe I can get through to Billy and maybe he can get through to his dad. We can fix the world that way. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's themainwire.com. His name is Steve Robinson. You know, everybody knows Steve. Did you say there's comments? There were some questions in the chat. Um, Steve, so you have the right to deny any of these, yeah. uh, answering okay, any of these I questions. Will. But, but before we move on from that this okay. specific story, I will say yeah. I, I, you know, talked with people for the story, the parents, and I know that one of them has been a very successful small businessman running his own business for 10 years. So, I mean, like no, no slouch. And another one of his parents has a four-year degree. So this teacher doesn't know the parents from a hole in the wall, but feels totally comfortable smearing them to their kid. It's just, it's just remarkable. It checks every single box. And yeah. the worst, the worst fears that conservatives have for what's going on in our government-run schools. I mean, this has got to be good news for Paula Page, right? A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I would think so. I know the, the main Republican Party, they sent out a blast, uh, you know, drawing attention to the story. But uh, uh, if Governor LePage has said something about the story, I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, man, it would be good to see Paul LePage back. I mean, I mean, he's not Glenn Youngkin's personality, so I don't know if the school can be it. But maybe you never know. Mm -hmm. I mean, moms who are not political minded are seeing this stuff right now and saying, what the F is going on? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the Youngkin playbook is there for him to pick up and mm -hmm. run if he chooses. Mm -hmm. Uh, earlier, earlier, uh, I guess it was uh, this summer, there was a teacher at uh, a school in Hamden, Maine, who went to a school board meeting and found, grabbed a book that was available for, I think, high schoolers and was just reading from that book at the school board meeting. And the content of that book was so graphic and sexualized that the school board ended up putting out a restraining order on him to prevent him from Fantastic. coming to school board meetings. The case went to the main superior court and he actually won a judgment oh. of $40,000. Hey. The judge, the judge actually ruled that he was like, kind of looks like you guys are just punishing him because you disagree with the content of his speech. So that was a major, a major victory for him. Wow. But, I mean, they, they will use, they're going to use the state in whatever way they can, whatever way they can get away with in order to punish dissent. That is that is so good to hear. I, I was shocked that there was any good news. You know, that's largely what, what turned a lot of these um, Title IX tribunals, you know, turned them away was uh, litigation, people's lives being yeah. ruined and the parents saying, nah, this is and suing the crap out of these colleges. So, all right, Alice, proceed. Uh, Morgan wants to know if Steve brought his machete on the road. I did. Of course I did. Plus, uh, Steve's a firearm holder. You, although you can't drive around with that thing, can you? Yes, you can. Depends can you? what states. There are yeah. some states yeah, the laws, you can't The laws drive, allow bro. you to transport it as long as you uh, have it uh, properly secured. You have to have two safes, and you have mm. to have your ammunition separated from the firearm itself. In some states, that's the law. Um, and so when we were in one of those, if we were in a blue state, you just kept the firearm separate from the ammunition. Huh. Do you still have the Sprinter van? I do, yeah. That's great. I, mean, I, thought, I thought that was such a, a great move. What a great turn. 
It's going to be my ice house. It's going to be my ice house this winter. I'm going to drive that thing out on the ice, go mm. fishing. Yeah, I love ice fishing, actually. <laughs> ice fishing is fantastic. Sometimes it's the only way. It's the only way, Alice, I've found in Vermont that you can reach the lake trout. Because other than that, they're just very tough to get. I mean, that's just me. And you can drink while you do it. What else you got, Alice? Anything? Um, Trish says that Steve needs to start his own podcast. So any plans He's up in the to works? Something, definitely. See? Yeah, I mean, the, the main wire going forward is going to be a multimedia project. There will oh. be podcasts, there will be video. Taking uh, from the Boston Herald of... radio playbook. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> what exactly. I'm sure there'll he be... learned lessons from the Boston Herald radio, but it's nothing that's being implemented right now. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, we're going to do serious investigative reporting. And, and the one thing that makes me so bullish about the project is that uh, there's not a lot of competition in this state. Like if you brought this audio recording to the Press Herald yep. or the Bangor yep. Daily News, the dominant newspapers up here, they probably wouldn't have written anything about it because they wouldn't have seen an issue with it and they wouldn't have believed that it was a story. And I also don't think that they have the same appetite for controversy that I do. <sighs> that is that is crazy. And you've been on and you still have a good relationship with Howie, right? You can have you yeah. Been hit with yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send I'll send it to Howie and see if he oh, wants yeah. to play it. I think I, I think the, the parent of this student is a very well spoken guy and oh. could be a very powerful and effective advocate for school reform if he chose to be but he's he's keenly aware of the state's ability to punish people uh and that and you know that's it's another aspect of the story is he sat on this recording since uh early in the spring because the culture is such that he's worried that these adults are going to punish his son for blowing the whistle on them like so th there's a tremendous amount of fear by parents who they just want their kids to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. Maybe a sprinkle right. a little history in, you know? And they, they, all they want is a good, normal school, and they're afraid to criticize these adults because they're worried that the adults might punish children, mm -hmm. which is kind of a crazy predicament to be in. And if you live in the most wacko school districts, it's not just the schools that will punish you. It's the other parents. You know, your kid will yeah. be punished yeah. socially. We used to live in Melrose, and it was like – it was horrible for parents who were conservative. I mean, mm. there were kids that, you know, your kid is not going to get invited to anybody's birthday party. Or if they do, none of the other parents will talk to you as a parent and you're just sort of standing there awkward. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. They don't get invited to stuff because you're out of the in crowd because the mm -hmm. in crowd is all progressive wackos with non-binary kids. Who, who all are extremely rude to anybody who's got a diverse opinion but they still consider themselves the best people around. Correct. And also their big mantra is inclusivity. Yes. We've got to be right. inclusive, inclusive, inclusive. <laughs> Unless you've got bad opinions, then F you, pal. Get out of the room. And I'm already, I've actually, I've already gotten, one of the things I, I've discovered when you report on things like these, this is other parents read the story and they say, hey, like I've got, I've got something similar. And so they start emailing in. Right. And mm. I've already gotten some, some FOIA requests that parents have filed with just some really hair raising stuff, you know, and pictures from uh, kindergarten classrooms where they've got some really wild posters up on the wall by, you know, the uh, LGBT nonprofits. They're really developing the curriculum. Yeah. What's that big one called? Glad. No, not glad. There's another one that does um, all of the, all of the uh, uh, curriculum through the yeah, country. Something Lee. Um, I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Here in, here in Maine, there's a group called out Maine. Um, which is, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure for adult oriented content or even high school level, there's some, some great content and advocacy they do. Um, but it, it's kind of crossing a line when you start putting this stuff in front of kindergartners and first graders and second graders. Uh, and that's, you know, it's a, it's a conversation that needs to be had, but unfortunately conservatives aren't allowed in the discussion, you know, yeah. well, uh, liberal, liberal parents only apparently. Yeah. I mean, you would think that would be obvious that this stuff shouldn't be around kindergartners and first graders, but look at the reaction Ron DeSantis got when he tried to yeah. stop them from indoctrinating kids until third grade. Like, which yeah, seems can, like can, the like, most. You can still say gay in Maine, right, Steve? I hope. <laughs> yes, I think, and I believe you can still say it in Florida. Uh oh, that's not what I'm told. <laughs> all right, Steve, we got to let him. I'm, we, we, I took him for 10 minutes over. That he's, all right, he's all right. Well, let's real man go. stuff. That's fine. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm here his, for the burn barrel. To his I, important I, investigative reporting. I need to I need to get all the publicity I can for the mainwire.com, baby. That's right, and we'll build it up on the show on TIC as well. And if the morning, yeah, I'll keep, do, I'll keep, we, I'll keep burning, I'll keep uh, uh, breaking some stories, and and hopefully the the content is worth having you guys uh, having you guys invite me on. Awesome, Steve. And appreciate for people, it. For for people in Maine, I'm going to be on WGAN tomorrow morning, mm -hmm. uh, co-hosting the morning radio program with Matt Ganya. 
And you're going to be on a niche podcast next Friday, right? Yes, a small podcast. I don't think anyone knows it's... about. It's called the Kirk Minahan Show with Barstool Sports. Yeah. Exactly. Precipitous step down from this platform. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, hope to see you soon. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, of course. We'll have to we'll have to get some ice fishing together in the winter. <laughs> I'm off. I mean, it. If, if it gets cold enough for the lakes to freeze. That's right. That's right. See you, man. See you, man. Uh oh. Uh oh. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. How did you do that? I don't know how I did that. I didn't change anything. Oh, now we have a... What's that noise? Are you taking in the audio from the Zoom meeting? I'm nervous, Alice. I don't know what's going on anymore. Okay, here's Zoom. Exit the Zoom meeting. Okay. I'm out. I still hear... You still hear that, right? How about now? I hear it. What did no, I don't hear it. change? It's gone. Okay. It was our... Uh, let me just... You feel for a second. I just want to let Steve know okay. thank you and that I so, didn't mean to cut him off. Um, so anyway, um, that was great having Steve Robinson on. And I thought it was interesting, um, his, uh, mention of, you know, January 6th and this stuff, because it's funny, like the left is all about, um, you know, the saving of democracy and that we should all be paying more attention to the important work they're doing, saving democracy. And like, I, you could hear that in the teacher's comments too. Like Trump tried to kill the Congress people. Like they're really trying to push this as an issue that people care about. And it's funny, there's a new Harvard Harris poll out that asked people what, what their most important issues are facing the country right now. And then asked them like what they think the Democrats most important issues are and what the Republicans most important issues are. So people felt that the most important issues facing the country are inflation, the economy and immigration. And they think the top issues Republicans care about are immigration, inflation and the economy. Now, the top issues they think Democrats care about are focused on are January 6th, women's rights. Who thinks that they're... A Harris poll? This is a Harris poll asking people, first, question one, what do you think the most important issues facing the country are? And people said inflation, the economy, and immigration. Right. And then they said, what do you think Republicans are most focused on right now? Okay. And they said immigration, inflation, and the economy. And then they asked them, what do you think the Democrats are most focused on right now? And they said, January 6th, women's rights, climate change, and guns. Mm -hmm. So they think, and this is because people like this teacher talk this way constantly about January 6th and about abortion and about climate change and about guns and all these things, right? They're so focused on these issues, they're completely out of step with where the voters actually are. Oh, that's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. But that you're right. That just goes goes to exactly what we're talking about. Right. So this teacher is like, oh, like Trump is a very stupid and mean man, and you know January sixth and this and that. Like Trump's not on the ballot in November. No. Neither yes. is January sixth on the ballot. As a matter of fact, the Democrats made absolutely sure that anyone who was on their side of January sixth, who was a Republican, isn't on the ballot because they funded their primary opponents so they could have an easier an easier time with their um with their general election races. So I mean the I think the Democrats have spent a historical amount in Republican a historic amount in Republican primaries, not historical. Um a histor- like I think it's record-breaking the amount they sent, spent in Republican primaries this year to try and get further right-wing candidates, including, you know, yeah. knocking out Peter Meyer and all these yeah. people who like country over party, right? They knocked out those people. So if January 6th is your issue, you're attacking essentially Republicans. They, the Democrats have spent millions of dollars making sure Republicans absolutely won't be on that side of January 6th. The lesson Democrats taught Republicans is absolutely don't apologize or say anything about the January 6th stuff because the Dem- not only will your own party come after you, but the Democrats will too, and they'll spend money propping up your opponent. So I, I hope it comes back to bite them. I hope some of these candidates oh, that they funded win. But I think they're in trouble, and I think polls like that Harris poll really show that I think they're in more trouble than the polls are generally showing right now. I think that there right is now. a 10 to 15 in some races – Mm-hmm. Ten to fifteen um, percent hidden vote. I think it, it it goes in some races in Connecticut as well. 
Yeah, I think there's a massive hidden vote. I think. Uh, I mean, it, like, who is truly motive mobilized? Right. And I think there are going to be races. I think there are going to be races that the Democrats aren't expecting to lose that they'll lose. I think there will also be races. Like I'm very afraid Massachusetts will end up being one that we're gonna. It's going to be the New Jersey situation where yeah. we wake up on November 9th and go, "Wow, we really could have put a little more effort into that race and won it because it was supposed to be ten points apart, and then it was one and a half points apart actually on election night." Right. And that's a problem because I mean, like, and there's also just a lack of polling in some of these races. Like I, I was looking at the Massachusetts governor numbers. The last poll of the race that 538 has in their average was from mid-September. That's remarkable. Literally nobody yeah. knows what's happening in that race at all. Yeah. And in one of the polls from September, they it's so the they did the same poll in May. I forget which pollster it was. Um, but they, it might have been Emerson. I forget, mm -hmm. though. Um, but he went from down like 26 in May to in September, he was down 18 and winning independence. Which that's like if that was that in September, Biden's approval hasn't gone up since September. It's been on a downtrend since December. The Democrats' right. and chances inflation have has been, not improved. Right. And gas prices are now swinging back up. So and we're about to hit winter with this 66 percent increase in in electric bills in the winter coming up. That is that's a big, been announced. Like, that is a big like, thing. A few cold days and, you know, having to spend thirteen hundred bucks or whatever to fill. I mean, we had times tank? where we never filled where we got like three hundred bucks worth. I mean, we were hat we were seat yeah. of our pants. We had times when we were getting diesel fuel from the gas station. Yeah, and those times I call most of the time, as a matter of fact. Um, we we're so glad we don't have an oil tank anymore. Should we go to the chat here? I think we're more than 40 minutes in. I think so. Um, I can't really tell. And I, and I gotta get Steve's swear, too. Oh, okay. He's probably not used to podcasts or you don't swear. We're, I have us about 38 minutes in. But yeah, we can head to the chat chat, and okay. then we can head over to the Patreon-only show. Okay. Hey, Tom. Hey. hey, it's Walt from Phoenix. It's hey. October 13th and it's 97 degrees in my backyard. Ooh. My question for today is, which do you find worse, kiddos or fur babies? Ooh. Bye. Tough one. I am finding fur baby, for somebody to say fur baby, you were definitely, it, it, that is the, something that a sick person would say. First of all, dogs aren't babies right. or cats. <clears throat> I think he I is. like dogs a lot. Well, you're right, but I think that that shows that's an entreaty. That's saying, okay, I live in a fantasy world, and I'm expecting you to play play along. So, a person who says fur baby is, for instance, the Nazis used to say fur babies. <laughs> is that true? Yep. Wow. And Mussolini. Wow. Yep. Today I learned. And the Khmer Rouge used that. Correct. Wow. So, um, so that's a terrible thing to say. That said, I find more dangerous people. Who are trying to influence and change the culture around kids? I find them saying kiddos. And Clark probably says kiddos. Oh, she absolutely does, and she has for her babies at home. Okay, let's go. By the way, we've been so amorous recently. Don't you think that? I think that we like we gotta slow down. To be honest. Good idea. You know? Yeah. So, this is ridiculous. It's just. You know. <laughs> I'm, I see it just more I, I, as. as <laughs> a, a source of recreational sex now than I'm sorry about that I'm... so let me tell you something the fact that that's obviously slowed down is not an excuse that is <laughs> you just like when my voice is all slurred because it I reminds like you of our early relationship I do like that I do like drunk crazy Alice but, but like my speech pattern I need a speech therapist. I mean, that is all, that is ridiculous. Starts. I'm sure that people get nervous listening to this. Like, oh God, it's like a weird Geiger counter guy talking to the pretty lady. Listening back to Thursday's Burn Barrel Pod and the Tim? effusive amount of 
labored breathing and sighing. By the way, not even sure if effusive is the right word to use. But anyway, I was just curious. Did Tom actually, like, not even drive the car with the donut, but ran and <laughs> took one of the kids on piggyback and dropped them off? Because it was excessive. I hope he's okay. He had to go up and down the stairs a lot of times yeah. during that show, in fairness. There's a lot of, there's at least 11 stairs there, Tim. <laughs> it's nothing, it's not my fault. I can tell you that. That said, Tim. Um, yeah, the Thursday we had to leave three times during it. We had to start and stop. I don't. Yeah, even... I haven't even had a chance to put the video to, of that together, yeah. and I'm like missing parts of Just the video. Just run video of it something was a, more show, interesting. Run video of uh, Bonanza or something. Okay. But um, but Tim, I um, oh, I'm a jock now. You know what we were doing out today? Shagging fly balls. Mm-hmm. I was hitting fly balls out to the kids. I was pitching. Man, I was. I think I'm gonna hit my be down more than two pounds this week, else. Good for you. I'm excited. <sighs> Tom, one of the toughest things about marrying a woman who is way, way above your station, like Alice is, is having... Well, I mean, just in looks, right? (laughs) ...the fewest amount of children. So don't piss and moan that you have to drive them all over the planet. That's a good point. To voice lessons and soccer and indoor hockey and the arcade... And then to market basket for overpriced food, back to the house, driving on a donut that could shred at any second (laughs) because you legit hit the lottery. (laughs) Be thankful. (laughs) I got your back, Alice. And you too, Tom. Thank you. Uh, Look, so, I mean, I think I have some credible, rightful grievances here. Yeah. I don't like it's just we don't need the singing lessons, you know, just let her be a bad singer. And we don't and the, we were at another play thing this week and this and that and this and that. Now they're show now I I'm worried today that we when we play baseball that they showed interest in baseball. It's like, oh now we're doing it, so now we're gonna have four more can't you just we be- should encourage our kids' interest, and when they are interested Alice. in something, we should give them the tools to be as good at it as they can be and develop their skills. Because learning how it, uh, that learning how to learn stuff is a you skill are such in itself. A shameless con artist. What? Oh, if anybody just walks in someday at uh, one forty through three p.m., you can witness us giving them the tools. Jesus, what a good parent you are, Alice. My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. The key is this. Mm-hmm. It's better to be a bad parent because it makes things easier. So right now that they're all downstairs, what are they doing? They're on screens. Are on screens, right. But they're not going to be We have six show. and a half feet full of leaves in our lawn. Is there any way any of these kids will be of any help getting rid of those leaves? They've expressed interest in helping get rid of the leaves because they can make a pile and jump in it. They've expressed interest in the pile. (laughs) They have no interest in anything. Well, you got to rake the leaves to make the pile. None of these kids has ever walked outside and you know what? This could use some picking up around. (laughs) They don't all rip your face off. They Not all. They don't all, but any given one could on any given day. That's the problem. Correct, correct. It's Russian roulette owning yeah. a pit bull. Let's just whack out the pit bulls. Like I've said, you could raise money for better dogs, like greyhounds, etc. do canned hunts. In... I don't think we have to whack them, but whack I, do them think, out. I do think that we should um, canned like hunts. Spay, spay and neuter every pit bull. Tree stands. I want canned hunts in, in, in um, recreation land. What's it called? Recreation land? Conservation Conservation land. land. Tree stand. You get up there, you get to see Tyson running over I there, think and that sounds a get little crazy. Thor <laughs> running through the woods. That's a little crazy. Whack him out. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't endure it. Tom, you know I'm a huge fan of yours. Oh, thank you, uh, Danny. One of my favorite podcasters and broadcasters. Listen pretty much daily. Thank you very much. Uh, and I think in general, you're a man of the people. See, you come across as you know, likable and someone thank who you. admits their own faults. Thank you. I don't. I don't see there being a <laughs> a negative part to this message. Do you admit your own fault? Of course I do. Very relatable. Thank you. Uh, especially See? as a middle-aged male like myself. See? I, I will say, however, there is one time, maybe every other show, every mm-hmm. third show, where you do kind of turn on pretentious Tom. Ooh. And that tends to be when you do a little bit of a callback to your past. You know, it's that? usually something like this. Like, well, Allison, I believe it was the year 1983. <laughs> or was it 1984? <laughs> 
my brother and I, we would practice crushing tab cans off our forehead after we were inspired by Andre the Giant. And then when I graduated Winchester High School, circa 1990 and one, or was it 1990 and two, or perhaps 1990 and three, I recall that those times fondly. And of course, there's that time just before the turn of the century, Allison's son, that would be the year 2000 and zero. Uh, it was circa 1997 or 1998. I was working at a reputable Boston lodging establishment where I used to ride along with the leaf-peeping bus driver looking for ladies of the night in Rosalind and Dale. So I, I think you do have your your bougie side, Tom. I'm just watching. I enjoy it, though. I, I did not do the ride-along with the tour bus to Rosalind and Dale. I don't think that's where it was going anyway. I don't think I made it that far. That is completely dishonest, and I condemn that call along with all of the calls that we get. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave Chat Chat calls at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can also find there um, all the podcast episodes. You can find various places to listen. Uh, we are on YouTube. We are on Rumble. You can always talk to us for free at um, Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Um, and if you want to join the live chats and get some extra content, you can do so at um, Patreon.com slash Burn Barrel. So if you're listening on Patreon, stay right there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.